At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Life Coaching for Men podcast, where real life meets real coaching. I'm your host, Dr. Darren Wilson. Well, welcome in everyone to episode number 144 of the Life Coaching for Men podcast. I'm so glad that you're back here with us this week. Uh, really appreciate you showing up each and every week. And I got to tell you, we've got a special one uh, in for for you today. We've got a, a great guest who's become a good friend of mine. And I'm just really, really, really excited um, for the audience to get to hear his story and what he's going to bring uh, to you and what he's going to bring to the podcast. But Alan Blaine is the former owner and CEO of a $40 million real estate investment company. After realizing that he was not pursuing his true passion and calling, he launched what he calls his work from anywhere freedom business, teaching everyday people how to create passive income streams from their phones. Within just 16 months, he had turned a $70, $75 investment into a six-figure passive income. Today, he has grown his organization to include over 10,000 others, spanning 10 countries, producing millions in annual revenue, and representing countless lives that have been positively impacted by his company's food supplements. Alan enjoys training, coaching, and encouraging other entrepreneurs by sharing past struggles and mistakes he's overcome while succeeding in business and at home. Alan is also the host of the top-ranked podcast called Life's Hard, Succeed Anyway, where his weekly guests share their stories, struggles, and strategies used to overcome their adversity and succeed anyway. When he's not working, Alan can be found hanging out with his family in their Nashville home, taking others out wake surfing or fishing, training for a triathlon, or dating his wife, Nicole. Alan has been married to Nicole for over 30 years, and they have been blessed with six children ranging in age from 28 to 15. Welcome, Alan Blaine. Darren, thank you so much. I'm pumped to get to be on here on your show and get to share a little bit of my story with your audience. 
Well, I feel like just from reading your bio, man, you've done more in uh, your, I know you just turned 50, you're my age. So that's right. you've done yep. more in your 50 years than a lot of people have. And, uh, you know, I'm just so excited to, to get to hear um, not only what you've been through um, and, and to be able to succeed, but also some of the strategies that you've been able to employ, you know, over your lifetime and, and our audience in particular, you know, this is the type of stuff that, that we love because, we're all just trying to figure it out, right? We're all just a bunch of of men that are really just trying to figure out, hey, what what are we doing here? What's our purpose and how can we get better each and every day? So with that, share just a little bit about your personal story. I've I've given them kind of the overview and the the high arching thing, but but tell us a little bit about your story, where you're from and and kind of how you got to be where you are today. Yeah, well, I'd love to. First of all, um, again, thank you so much for having me on here, Darren. I, I consider it an honor and a privilege. I know that uh, you're you're crushing it with this podcast, reaching and encouraging a lot of other men. And um, I hope that my story, in some way, can re- if it, if it, even if it just resonates with one person out there, uh, it'll be well worth my time. Um, I grew up in the Central Valley of California in farmland. It's it's an area that most people don't picture California to be, but a smaller town you know, in rural California and, um, met my high school or my college sweetheart, uh, my wife, who was then my college sweetheart at the ripe old age of 19 was married by the age of 20. And, uh, we have in common that we were both baseball players in college, Darren. Um, she was a volleyball player when we met anyway. So we got married, um, went on to have six children together, which we still have. We've been married almost 31 years now, but, I, I went right into the family business and construction, um, you know, starting at the ground floor, you know, $7 an hour back then in 1992 and swinging a hammer and and doing that. And something I'd always wanted to do was to be a police officer. So mm-hmm. uh, I applied and and was one of the 1% at that time that that got hired as a California Highway Patrol officer, did that for a few years. I, I the reason I'm saying all that is because I never, money never really was a driver for me. Um, you know, obviously I wanted to live a comfortable life, but I, it would never, you know, being an entrepreneur was never on my radar, making a bunch of money was never, it never really a, a desire for me, mm. um, at all. I wanted to just do something that I enjoyed and that I felt was making a difference ultimately, uh, fast forward a few years, uh, I got out of construction. I mean, I'm sorry, I got out of police work and went back into construction and home building and home flipping and really all things, real estate. And what I found over the course of, you know, now I'm in my, at this point in the story, I'm in my early forties. And I, what I found was I was making great money, but I was lacking significance Mm. and purpose and a career that I really felt was making a difference in people's lives. And most importantly, that was making a difference in my own family's life, um, it was nice, the lifestyle we had as far as monetarily, but it wasn't providing a lot of the things, the, the most important things. And uh, I went through a lot of a, a season that I've been through a lot of hard in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the context or the the kind of the driving force behind my podcast, Life's Hard Succeed Anyway, is just, I've been through a lot of challenges. I, I've learned that everybody has challenges um, yeah. and that in, in, uh, in going through that, you know, I went through a pretty dark season really in my early forties, made some really poor choices, which brought on other challenges in my life, you know, (laughs) that were of my own doing 
um, that affected my health and my family and my marriage and all kinds of things. And that's when I realized, you know what, there's got to be a better way. Life has never been about money for me. What can I do to feel more purpose-driven and make a greater impact on other people's lot in other people's lives, and therefore feel much more passionate about it, enthusiastic about it? And that's when, at 43 years old, seven almost eight years ago, I pivoted completely and changed, you know, changed careers altogether. Got out of real estate and construction. And now have our own company, as you said, in the nutritional space, teaching and training and coaching actually thousands of others now around the world. It's it's grown significantly to enjoy a life of freedom and purpose and fulfillment. And in doing so, I am much, much more fulfilled. And it's been an incredible, incredible journey. Yeah, that is so cool. That's and it's a great story. And I love, I love the title of your podcast. So I, I do want to talk about that. But but take me back. Because a lot of the guys that I work with are, you know, are successful uh, in their professional lives and they they struggle uh, at home. They struggle personally, uh, whether it's being, you know, vulnerable with their spouse, being able to have those types of conversations that, you know, we don't we don't naturally like to have as men. Um, our, I think our wives are just, you know, they're they're more natural to just open up and 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 want to connect and. And oftentimes we don't. So take me kind of back to that 19, 20 year old Alan when he gets married um, and and compare him to now in terms of what your relationship with Nicole looks like and how that has has transpired over those 30, 31 years. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, a lot has happened in those 31 years. Um, I would say the 20 year old Alan was. Well, the 50-year-old Alan's very driven. <laughs> the 20-year-old Alan was also very driven. I don't know that that's changed a bit. Um, but I basically had my priorities, I would say, out of whack at 20 years old. I did not understand how, what I understand today. And, and what I understand today is, and it's easy to say this, what I'm going to say, it, it's, it's, it may, it's much harder to actually implement and execute it. But my priorities are... Let me back up. As a man, most of us are driven to accomplish, as you know, and succeed. I know you're a very driven guy, you sure. know, a college athlete, and yeah. it's carried on through your life. We talked about that when you're on my podcast yeah. a few weeks ago. But it's so easy to get rewards, you know, the feeling of accolades and accomplishment and 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 metrics where we can see the ball moving down the field, so to speak, in our professional lives. It's much harder to see that at home. And so I, again, I had my priorities kind of backwards really, because I, I was putting most of my energy into the things work, even though I wasn't an entrepreneur and I wasn't, you know, trying to scale to some major business or anything like that. I was really gaining value and identity and self-worth in my occupation. And although I would have said my relationship with God and then my marriage and then my children and then my work it would, my life would prioritize that way. I mean, I would say it prioritized that way, but in reality it didn't. Right. And I think that was one of the, that is one, that is the biggest difference from the Allen at 20 and the Allen at 50 is now. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a constant daily check to keep myself in check, but I can genuinely say that is my, that is my priority. I've, I've taken, you know, the, the, the success pyramid, if you want, flipped it upside down from what mainstream America 
tells us it should be, I guess. Right. Which is so cool. So I'll tell a little story on myself, which I, I haven't told, but when you, when you mentioned the fact that you were a California highway patrolman, man, one of my favorite shows growing up was chips. Like oh, yeah. I, I was, I was chips, right. I had the, it was so awesome. So you lived that out. That's so cool. Right. Um, what, when, when you were a, a policeman and then you transitioned out of being a policeman back to any, were there any, was there any like uh, moment that said, Hey, I don't need to be a, a policeman anymore. Or did you just kind of naturally go from, you know, being that cop service kind of guy back to the construction? Yeah, industry? no, I enjoyed the work. It, it was very, it was, I mean, it's not like the TV show, yeah. but it is, but it is very enjoyable in many respects. It's, it's very high adrenaline, many, many great stories that came out of those five years um, that I, that I could tell now and, and maybe will someday tell my grandkids, but, <laughs> but, but, um, what I realized was I was way too driven to be a government employee. That's mm. what I realized yeah, for myself. Cool. I just, sure. what, and, and I didn't have the perspective of, um, Hey, I can go start a podcast like you've done or, you know, impact, you know, yeah. with unlimited scalability of lives that you are impacting or that we can impact or whatever the thing is. Right. I mean, I just didn't, I didn't think outside the box. So to me, the career was the only way I was going to do whatever I was going to do. And I just realized, man, no matter how I perform, no matter how hard I work, I'm going to earn the same as the guy next to me. So that was what I kind of, and I realized I'm not really making the impact I hoped I would make as a police officer, so because the reality of it is, I think as most police officers realize very quickly, it's not exactly like you might think it is when you get in there. Yeah. And I don't care what the profession is. I think guys in general, at some point in their lives, they, we all kind of think, okay, is this, is this what I was made to do? Is this where my passion is? And as we talk through on this podcast, you know, I, I challenge people to say, you know, if you're not happy where you are and you don't feel like you're making a difference, you can you can make a change. You know, I think I think we get paralyzed in that sometimes, but you certainly can make a change. And so kudos to you for being able to do that, you know, then and know, hey, there's something out there that's that's more of a, a better fit and a bigger purpose for me. So going back to the theme of your podcast, Life's Hard, tell me. What are, what are some hard moments? Maybe what's a dark moment that you've had in your life that, that you've had to come through? Because now I think it's so interesting, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the word picture of the mountain where you see the mountaintop and, you know, underneath of it, never, nobody sees all the junk that happens underneath that glacier. Right. Um, and I, and so I love that word picture. So they look at you now, they see, you know, highly successful guy, great marriage, kids, money, all the stuff. But we all know that we all have junk that we've had to deal with. So give right. me some of the, give us some of the junk. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to give you some of the junk. <laughs> uh, it's episode one of my podcast. It's out there for the world to hear. What I realized, Darren, was I, I kept a lot of the junk under wraps mm. for years, actually, for most of my life, just until recent years. Uh, when we launched our, as I call it, work from phone or work from anywhere business that we teach and train and coach others to do. When I started a few, we did started that eight years ago and, you know, within a year or so it was a, it'll be a year and a half, I guess it was a six figure passive income. I was able to work my way out of the construction industry and do that full time. And we've grown it substantially since. But what I realized a few years ago, once I started opening up as I'm coaching these different, uh, you know, 
young or not necessarily young in age, but newer, oftentimes entrepreneurs that are maybe have never even owned a business before, or maybe they have. And they're sitting there, like you said, looking at me and others who have had success. And when I started sharing some of the stuff that I'd been through, some of the challenges, some of the struggles and getting really authentic and real and vulnerable with them and letting them know that, by the way, these are some of the, a lot of these challenges are what I've gone through just in the last now eight years while scaling this business that, that they understood has been fairly successful, very successful. I saw scales fall off their eyes, figuratively speaking, and real and hope, hope in their eyes, maybe is a way to say it that, wow, you mean you've been through this in the mid, I would have never even known, by the way, they would, they would say, and, and in the midst of, of doing this and impacting lives and growing your business, you were doing all this behind the scenes, going through all this. And, and I say, yes, it was like, well, if you can go through challenges and you can succeed, well, why can't I? And that's when I started realizing, and that's again, what springboarded the whole idea of the podcast, because I mean, I've had, you know, pastors of churches of 7,000 mega churches that have, you know, passed addicts, you know, struggled mm -hmm. with addiction or, or, you know, comedians with millions of followers on there that again, addiction, you know, yeah. major addiction issues. And, uh, you know, people that have like yourself come through divorces and I mean, all kinds of things, but the key, uh, the common theme though is they've all succeeded anyway mm -hmm. and are succeeding anyway, as you're a, such a great example of Darren. So mine, for me, there's, there's a lot of things, but, um, you know, I grew up in like what I would always call leave it to beaver home. I mean, I really believe that I was blessed for the first uh, 11 or I'm always been blessed, but 11 or 12 years of my life, it, it was great. I had two loving parents and, and so on and so forth, but around 40, uh, and I've gone through some, some, some plenty of challenges up till age 40, but around 40 was probably the, the darkest season because at, and as crazy as this sounds, I think Nicole, my wife, whose parents split when she was about two years old, handled that better. I, I think it might potentially, I'll never know, be easier on her from what I understand than what my parents divorcing in my early 40s was on me. Hmm. Uh, partially because it sent my mom into a bedridden depression where literally it was almost like she was in a coma for 10 years, uh, figuratively speaking, but she didn't leave her bed, uh, for 10 years. And, uh, and my, and then I was left to negotiate the settlement against my dad wow. who I love. Uh, and now I haven't talked to for years, but, but at, at, I mean, I still love him, but at yeah. that time, you know, this is my father and I'm having to negotiate a settlement against my mother. Well, this was really hard on our family. And shortly thereafter, through this whole process, as my dad left my mom and got a girlfriend and, you know, ended up just not, not doing right by anyone in the family. At that point in time, my sister, 40 year old, wonderful mother of four, married, happy, healthy. She takes her life. Just shocked the whole family. She takes mm -hmm. her life. Mm -hmm. Um, 1500 people at her memorial service to give you wow. an idea of how much she was loved and admired and appreciated. I mean, this lady was amazing. My sister, anyway, within a couple of years after that, my brother, um, uh, you know, top Keller Williams agent in the nation, you know, doing millions of dollars a year in commissions takes his life happily married. Um, you know, it, it was just, it was, it, he was one of my best friends. And so all this kind of perfect storm happens at the same time, Darren, that I'm sitting there really struggling with what is my purpose? What is my, 
you know, professionally speaking, the, t- the thing I'm spending most of my waking hours doing, what am I doing and what am I doing it for? Is it just for the money? Cause that, that's not cool. That's not, that's not doing it for me. Um, you know, I, I live in Nashville. Now we were in Washington state. I was commuting to California. I, I was gone a lot. I was working a lot. I was missing out on vital moments with my family and I'm just sitting there going, and now I'm going through all this and what in the world. And so that's when I started, I turned alcohol. I mean, I'd gone, ye- not that I hadn't drank before yeah. I'd gone years drinking, but years not drinking. And I turned to alcohol next thing, you know, Speaking of the chips and the CHP, I mean, I was the guy that arrested the DUIs, 15 or 20 a month. And I found myself in jail with a DUI going to being forced to go because my blood alcohol level was so high. I had to go to uh, rehab for 30 days. Now we had just started our work from phone business, as I call it. And here I leave my wife, my children. I find myself in a 30 day rehab center with no phone, no connection to the outside world. It was a deep, dark experience. And, and anyway, that, that's probably the toughest season of my life, I think, to answer your question. So you've lived a lifetime of tragedy almost in those few years. I mean, that yeah. that's more than most people ever have to go through. I mean, to, to lose two siblings to like that. And then with your, your parents and then, you know, I, I, I can't imagine to be honest with you. So I and, know. and Darren, and Darren, there had been other things before that. Like I said, I, I didn't mention, and I won't go into them. But like any one of those things, I think could have been a major situation for some people. Like having a fourteen-year-old daughter diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, that that was that would have been you know ten years earlier, twenty years earlier than than that. You know, and having another daughter with viv- really extreme seizures, where she was hospitalized in Children's Hospital in Atlanta for a week and not knowing where we're going. So. It, if yeah, it feels like it's been one thing after another, but what I described was the worst of it all. So how how did you? And I know faith's important to you for sure, but from just a a practical standpoint for our listeners who who may be going through something similar at this very moment, how how did you navigate through some of those darkest seasons? Well, I. Good question. <laughs> not I mean, too well. Not too well. Uh, well, you've come out on the other side very well. So I mean, I, I and I get, I get that it's not like there's this, and and I say this all the time to our to our listeners. There is no magic pill. Yeah. Like it takes work to get through things that are going on in our brains, going on in our bodies, going on around us. It takes work. But I know that that knowing you a little bit like I do, I know that you had some sort of thing in place that kind of got you through that, whether it was, you know, one thing at a time or, or even something that you can give our audience that says, look, if you're, if you're really struggling out there, man, here's some, here's some hope for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, that's great. Um, like I said, I didn't always make the right choice and all, but I definitely, um, I, I view my life in two seasons. So it's, that's why I'm a little struggling with the answer. Yeah, that's okay. Up until starting this business eight years ago, which positively impacted my life in a multitude of ways up until that point. So my pre up to age 42, 43 years old, let, let's say it was really, truly God's grace and, and my faith in him 
but my faith in him was not very strong, mm. not like it is today. Yeah. So it's almost like I have two seasons in my life. So more than two, but two distinct different ones. But during that time, in addition to that, personally, a lot of grit and a yeah. lot of um, just, you know, kind of pull myself up by the bootstraps and I, I'm just not going to quit because I'm just not going to quit. And, and where it's just not an option. I'm not quitting. Um, but that being said, around the season of starting this newer business eight years ago, I caught a whole new vision for my life. Now my answer is completely different because the divorce, the, the, the brother, the sister, a lot of these other things that happened during this season, it was after I've already caught a new fresh vision for my life, where I was going. And I believe that, you know, that the size of one's vision is what determines the size of the obstacles that's going to get them down. Yeah. And so now it's like, I've got, I know where I'm going. I know why I'm going there. And so I'm much more prepared to be able to keep looking beyond the obstacles and, and pushing right through them again, trusting ultimately in my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, that is the only one that can get me through anything in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, again, amazing that, that you've been able to do that. So as you think about your relationship in particular with, with Nicole, especially now, what are some things that you do now to keep that relationship going strong, keep it fresh. I know even yeah. in the bio, you mentioned about, you know, dating her, having date nights. I, I follow you on Instagram. So I watch you guys do some, some cool stuff there, but what are some things now that you do? Uh, maybe that you, maybe that you didn't do early on that, yeah. that have been really good. Yeah. Well, we did not take a true vacation probably to get just the two of us. I mean, more than maybe we did an overnight, like an overnight, you know, one night in a motel, hotel nearby or something, but until we were about 40. So a, a lot has changed in the last 10 years in my life, but I would say definitely, I love dating my wife. I date her at, as much as possible. Uh, once a week is, is the goal and getting away, you know, three or four times a year, even if it's just a weekend, but ideally for a week, at least a couple times a year is, is our goal. Um, and, and we're, we're doing pretty good at that here more recently. Another big thing is I, those early years of marriage, I was always thinking, Hey, it's 50, 50, you know, I mean, on paper, I guess it is 50, 50, but the way I live my life now with my marriage is I'm giving a hundred percent. It doesn't matter what you give. I'm giving a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent all out, all in. And, and I'm not keeping score, you know, cause that, the, the 50, 50 mindset made, made me start keeping score and, you know, look at, at what I'm expecting and, and get expectations into it and all that just caused nothing but problems for me. Um, so I'd say those are some, some of the big ones. I also love asking Nicole. I mean, you know, Darren, I've learned so much and I feel like the more I learn, the more I have to learn and say, mm -hmm. and, and I want to be, I am committed to being a lifelong learner. And that excites me. It keeps life fresh and curious and interesting and and so in all of these areas, you're talking about marriage now and all these areas, areas, I'm excited to grow and learn. But one thing I've learned that's really been helpful and I use it with my children too, uh, not as often as I should, but I love asking Nicole, mm. how are we doing? How am I doing? How would you say our marriage is, or how am I doing as a husband? I'm going to ask it a couple of different ways mm -hmm. on a one to 10 scale, one to 10, 10 is like, Hey, I'm Superman. Perfect. You know, perfect husband. One is it just, it can't get any worse. 
what, where, where, where am I, where am I at right now? And no matter what she says, the next question is, what do I need to do to get to a 10? Hmm. And that's the magic question, you know, and, and that's been really, really helpful and, and not being defensive in it and just going, okay, Hey, right. Sometimes the answer is I'm a two and sometimes I'm an eight. Um, but the next question is, what do I need to do to get to a 10? Cause that's ultimately the goal. She's going to give me feedback and it's going to be honest feedback. And then I have a choice of what I do with it. And that takes some, I mean, there's some real wisdom there. And I, and I think, you know, for our audience who are, are struggling right now in a relationship to have, to have the confidence to ask that question and know that regardless of the answer, you're okay. And you get, you know, you still get to decide how you want to act, behave, do, regardless of what she says, because you know, in your heart of hearts that you're worthy, regardless of what her answer is going to be. You know, so many of us ask that question. And when that answer becomes a two, we crumble, right? right. Or we get angry oh, yeah. and we make it about ourselves. And I think, I think there's so much wisdom and insight in that. And you can tell so much work has gone into that because to be able to ask that question in that moment requires a lot of faith on your part in yourself. So yeah. cool. I mean, that, yeah. is so, and, that is so cool. And I'm not going to lie that that natural tendency, when the number comes back, anything less than seven or eight or nine, it hits you, right? It hits you. <laughs> and it's like, that is not what I wanted to hear. And, and I want to defend, I want to yeah. be defensive. Like what? Yeah. Um, but man, I have learned, and again, I'm not always perfect in it, but I have learned if I can just, just put my emotions aside and just not be defensive, hear her out, man, I'll tell you what, if any other women are like my wife, just that in and of mm -hmm. itself to not be defensive and go, well, tell me about that. What do I need to do to get to a 10? Cause that's important to me to be a 10 for you. I mean, yeah. I think it says, I love you a hundred times to most women. Well, and we talk a lot on here about being curious. And really that's being curious, right? Can you be curious into why you got that answer from her, why you got that number from her? Because if you stay in that state of curiosity, it's really hard to get angry. It's hard to be angry and curious, right? right. Because if you're curious, you really wonder, you really want to know, hey, what can I do to make this better? What can we do to make life better? So I... uh I love that. Give us, I know you read a lot. I know you, you, you listen to a lot of podcasts. I know you've grown. Give us kind of a, a nugget, maybe a, a, a secret to your kind of current success, maybe something that you you're doing right now that, you know, you might do daily or that you do weekly or just something that, um, you know, that has really helped, helped you. Wow. Um, great question. I, when you asked that, it, it just the first thing that I think of, you know, there's many things I could say, but the first thing I think of is the importance of, of the, of my mind and, mm -hmm. and protecting it at all costs, confidence, protecting my confidence at all costs. And just, it, you know, as I've told many people and I believe with all my heart, and this really doesn't apply just to business. I'm normally talking in the context of business uh, to entrepreneurs or those that would be, and it's like, everything is one in the six inches between our one or lost in the six inches yeah. between our two ears. And so I would say the number one habit that has helped me in my success has been to daily be in like Romans 12, two talks about to daily be renewing my mind because mm -hmm. there's negative stimulus coming at me and you and every one of us every single day, everywhere we turn 
And yes, there's things we can do to mitigate that and limit that and associations matter and what we listen to and watch and all this matters, of course, but we can't avoid some negative stuff. And so every day, not only am I getting into the word of God every morning and renewing my mind with that, but also like the podcasts like yours, podcasts, books, um, you know, anything I can do to just be absorbing good, positive mindset and information stuff, and especially even re relative and specific to my industry at times too, of what we do is very, very helpful. Very helpful. I mean, it, I, that's the first thing that I think about when you ask that question. Yeah, that's awesome. No, any particular book recommendations? I know you asked me that on your podcast. So I'll yeah. Throw, I'll throw it back man. to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, that's a good one. So, uh, man, I've got a long list of, of great books that I've read, but I always come back to when people ask, what's your favorite? I would say I've really three stand out compound effect by yeah. Darren Hardy. Mm -hmm. And just again, that whole principle for anyone that's not familiar with it, understanding how little things, they may seem small and insignificant, but little positive things done consistently over time. It's like compounding interest add up to monumental things over a lifetime or even much less than a lifetime. Oftentimes. Um, the second one I think about is, um, oh, uh, Energy Bus mm -hmm. by John, John Gordon. John Gordon. Yeah, yeah, John Gordon. And he's now written The Power of Positive Leadership. He's written a bunch which, of, yeah. He's written which a bunch I love. of, yeah. yeah, yeah, good one. But just that, that both, both of those two books, uh, Energy Bus and The Power of Positive Leadership, just really diving into the power of positivity and how that not only affects us, but everyone around us. And so since we're talking about families, man, my negative or positive perspective, big time, in fact, effect infects or affects, positively affects my whole household, my marriage, my wife, my children. So it's not just in the business context or professional context. And then switch on your brain by Dr. Carolyn Leaf was, was mm. the third one that comes to mind, um, talking about neuroplasticity and how yeah. our brains can be re literally rewired. Yeah. And again, that brings me all back to the main thing for success, I believe is it's all mindset. I mean, yeah. you name an industry, you name a profession, you name an occupation. And if somebody is succeeding in it, they're, they're winning in their mind. That's awesome. So on that same kind of note, but a different, just personal note, you writing a book. I am writing a book. Um, it's not going quite as fast as I had okay. hoped, but uh, yeah, it, it is. And, and the title of the book is the same as the podcast, Life's yeah. Hard, Succeed Anyway. So I'm just telling more of my story and lessons learned from it. So I want it to be not just my story, but I want it to be applicable and practical to anybody in any occupation that um, you know can they can find benefit, practical benefit in their day-to-day -day lives from it. That is so cool. So Tell us where the audience can find you. And then I've got one last question for you. And then we'll wrap this thing up. Okay. Um, well, I've got a website. My website is Alan Blaine. A, it's a unique spelling. So it's A-double-L-A-N Blaine.com. Uh, so Alan Blaine.com. And all of my, you know, I've got Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, whatever, YouTube, all the things are on the contact page of that alanblaine.com website. So that's probably the best way to, to, to find me. And I'd love to connect with any of your listeners that might want to on any social media platform I'm on. Well, you've been amazing. Well, give us some parting words of wisdom. Tell us just kind of one, one kind of final thing that you would say, you know, if, if you didn't get anything else out of this, here's what I'm going to leave you with. 
Okay. Well, I would say, I would say that this is just really encouraging to me to know that the ad, the, the, the challenges we go through and the adversity we go through, the trials, even the failures that we, that we go through are a, it, there are master's degree in character development in patience and perseverance and all the things that really, really matter to live a successful life. So to be able to embrace going through whatever it is. I think fear, Darren, so mm. often fear holds us back. People talk about stepping outside their comfort zone or not mm. stepping outside their comfort zone. I like to view it a little differently. I like to view it as expanding our comfort zone. Mm. And the reason, I'll tell you why I say that. When you step outside your comfort zone, it, 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 it kind of pictures a line, a circle. You know, you draw in a circle around yourself and you're stepping out across the line. I mean, it is true, but I like to envision we're going to expand that line. And the reality is we do because everything is uncomfortable until it gets comfortable. Everything is hard until it gets easy. said another way. I mean, it was uncomfortable for everyone listening to this episode to chew solid food when they came off a bottle. That's right. Yeah. It was uncomfortable for everyone listening to this episode to say their first word, whether it was dad, dad, mom, my wow, whatever it was to ride a bike to, to do any of these things that we've all learned to do, I would say. So so to, to realize that, Hey, when I face my fear, that's courageous without fear, no courage is required. But when I face my fear to whatever it is, cause I imagine you have a wide variety of listeners on this podcast and we all have fears. Every single one of us don't yeah. believe anyone else doesn't. We all have fears. We all have insecurities, but when we can face those fears, punch them right in the mouth, take courage to do the uncomfortable thing we want to do, or we were just afraid to do what, what that does is when we do it, it may, maybe once, twice, three times, four times, five times, we do it enough. We're going to expand our comfort zone. And at one, and what at one point was uncomfortable becomes comfortable. So in doing so, we're going to fail. We're going to fall. We're going to get back up and we're going to have failures and trials and challenges. And to know those are developing not only our capabilities, but our confidence and our character in the process. And to me, that's super encouraging. That, that's an encouraging way to walk through life. And, and it's the opposite of walking through life, fearful, insecure, and, and just getting to the end of our life and, and looking back and with regret, because I don't want to, I don't know about you. And I, I know, actually, I do know about you, Darren. I know you like me. You don't want to live. It's why you're doing this podcast. You don't want to live with regret. You want to make an impact. We want to live our lives in a way that outlives our life when we're gone. And, uh, I would just encourage all of your listeners, I guess, a long-winded way of saying is embrace the challenge, embrace the suck, embrace the trials, knowing you're growing through it and, and you're getting something of great value on the, on the back end. Well, that's incredible. I told you all you were in for something special. So Alan can't say thank you enough, man. I know you're, you're busy and you've got all kinds of stuff going on and you took time out of your busy day and busy schedule to be with us. So really appreciate you. Man, this was so fun. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for all the guys' lives out there you're positively impacting with this podcast. It's fun to be friends and see what you're doing. And I'm on your coattails. I'm just learning from you. Yeah. And, and you were one of the first calls I made when I wanted to start a podcast. So thanks for all your help. Well, thank you. And, and everyone, thanks so much for listening. Uh, as always, I can't wait to see you back here next week. If you need me, reach out, drdarrenwilson at gmail.com, drdarrenwilson.com.
We'll see you right back here next Thursday. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If I can help you in any way, reach out to me today, drdarrenwilson at gmail.com or go to the website, drdarrenwilson.com and sign up for a consult today. Can't wait to see you soon. Take care, everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.